This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? We are about to enter a new phase of Top Flight Time Machine and indeed of life itself. <laughs> we are in the uh, social... Is it, was it exclusion? Is that what it's called? Isolation. Isolation. But we're not in the isolation phase yet. Unofficially really. we are. I mean, I am. I'm not going Well, yeah, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, you're a free man. You're a man. You're you're a free man. Oh, that makes me think. Actually, I wonder what Timbrel, how Timbrel's reacting to all of this. Fucking hell! Timbrel <laughs> probably <laughs> imagines yep. that this is all some kind of vast conspiracy. Yeah. By um, not even the government, but by who's them fuckers that go to that place once a year? Illuminati. The Illuminati. Where do they go again? I forgot where it is. Usually the woods in uh, Ohio, I think. Yeah. Now they've, they've got. They've, where was it that uh, Jeff Capes went last year? Oh, Davos. Davos, of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been planned by Davos. I don't know. There's a lot of theories. Hey, why have I got a mental blank on the word Davos when it was a part of the Top Flight Time Machine tour that we did when we did uh, about 20 live shows and it featured <laughs> because, overnight? I don't know. I mean, maybe the Illuminati have arranged to wipe our minds of certain key things because this is their end game. Bob was I mean, telling listen. me, hang on, listen to this. Bob yeah. was telling me a thing the other day which I'd never heard of. Apparently there's a parasite which exists and lives mm. inside the human brain and mm. it makes you take more risks in life. Yeah, yeah. Because it wants you dead. <laughs> Get a load of that. That's amazing. John Brain Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, have you seen that? You seen that comic strip, the numbskulls? That's where <laughs> That's I got me. the idea from. That's where I got the idea from. Because, you know, some people try to destroy others through sheer brute physicality. But I've got a bit more finesse than that, right? I use my smarts, don't I? And what I do is I infiltrate your mind and I pull the various levers and I, 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 le- I manipulate your thoughts so you end up effectively killing yourself. It's the perfect crime. And I get away with it every time. I can't time. get done I mean, for it. I, I die as well as part of it, but, you know, that's part yeah. of the thrill for me. I get off on it. <laughs> uh, I'm all like, right, drive your motor off the edge of a cliff. Fuck it. <laughs> See what'll happen. Maybe it'll fly. You don't know till you tried it. I was, you know, I was spending a lot of time hanging around with all the other parasites and we were hanging around in the guts mainly. And the bowels and that. And it was boring. There was too much, too many of us. Too much going Everyone on. Everyone has the same idea. It's boring. Yeah, I wanted to stand out. So I moved on up, got up to the brain. And here I am. Fucking with your mind, making you risk stuff. 
Quite literally living the dream. Living your fucking dreams. Controlling shaping your dreams. Your dreams. <laughs> fucking shaping them. So there we are. Um, I realise that we're in a time of, uh, you know, concern and almost mass panic. But I thought it would be a good idea to start off by talking about the, the brain parasite that makes you take more risks. Just to ramp things up slightly. Yeah. More. Where are we with I was, this? I, I, I was working on this week's newsletter. Yeah. And... Um, I'll be I'll be open about it. I, I I had this idea a week or two ago of having it guest edited by Sir John Coronavirus. <laughs> so I spent a bit of time photoshopping Sir John Coronavirus together. Yeah. And him just doing an intro to the letter talking about mm. you know sort of talking about his part in all of it and sort of defending himself, I suppose. Yeah. Um uh but my wife caught a glimpse of it and said that probably the time has come to drop that kind of flippancy and frivolity. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably going to be our policy going forward. But don't worry, there will be plenty of flippancy and frivolity going forward, oh, just not about the coronavirus, yeah. because there might be some of you out there listening who are having it directly impacting on your lives mm-hmm. either now or in the, in the future. And so we don't want to have a big laugh about that, I don't suppose. So... We may have been joking about it in the past, as everyone has been, but we'll draw a line under that now yeah. and stick to doing Frank Lampard voices yeah. and stuff. I mean, I mean, everyone, lots of people listen to this kind of like a few weeks behind. So they yeah. could be catching up with this on their deathbed in hospital. So, you know, that's yeah, not what you I, need, I, is it? I don't, I don't want to be like the, the Neville Chamberlain of this mm. situation where people will look back in the history books and go, well, you know... It was just just days when when the coronavirus had already infiltrated this country. You know, Sam Delaney was laughing about it and talking about a Chinese man eating a bat, mm. right? And it'll be like, you know, the people who you, you can read leaders still, can't you? In the top from the Times or the Mail or whatever yeah. from like the nineteen thirties, going, this Hitler chap seems perfectly okay to us. Seems like and a I jolly think we should, cove, doesn't he? We should welcome. He's got lots of very sensible ideas, mm. and we should welcome him with open arms. Yeah. So this shit can come back to bite you on the ass. And you've already had enough of that this year, haven't you? I've had the enough ass bite in for one year. Thanks very much. I mean, to be honest, it's quite nice the first couple of times, but nah. After that, it gets uh, Stop gets painful. Yeah. All right. Are you? Are, yeah. Do you have any? any thoughts about the, the the current sort of guidelines that we're getting because i i well, have got I, no, no i idea. don't no i idea. do not i tell you this right mm. i don't i really don't think we should uh go into it because <laughs> we no but we i mean if not it's no point i mean it's a dangerous game expressing opinions isn't it what i would say is and i've got you know a couple of close mates who are, who are sort of consultant. Doc- I've got one mate who's like one of the girls who comes to football with us on our group, and she's a senior consultant mm. and very smart lady. And she's been on our West Ham group, kind of keeping us up to date with her theories. And all I would say is, is that our public health experts in this country, forget about the government. You know, Boris Johnson, I mean, to be fair, he's, as far as I can tell, he's just putting it all in the hands of these public health experts, right. which is very good. And they are the best in the world. And they know what they're doing. And they fucking spend their whole lives gaming this shit out. They've been waiting for a moment like this 
they go into work every day and go, come on, let's fucking, <laughs> let, let's, mo- let's model what a pandemic will look like once it hits these shores. Yeah. And then every day they come in, uh, there probably is a slight sense of disappointment. They've never been able to try out all of their extensive fucking practicing and theorizing yeah. on this in real life. And now it's happening. So I am, um, you know, the thing about life is, mate, it's arbitrary. You learn this when you're in recovery from addictions and stuff. Really, the human condition is a struggle. Mm. Um, against the, the the sort of the knowledge that you have inside of you somewhere from day one that things are completely arbitrary and we don't have much control over what happens to us or the world around us and that's really scary and frustrating and people cope with it in different ways mm. and some people a really common way to deal with that is to drink or take other stimulants that kind of numb you to the pain or distract your mind but everyone's got something even if it's not advice like that everyone does something to distract their mind everything is a distraction football's a distraction podcasts are a distraction and times like this it just brings it into sharper focus you're like yeah we don't really know what's going to happen but the way out of it is having faith faith in various things like as you know i myself have a huge amount of faith in sir john universe and his pal sir john cosmos um, often mistaken for one in the same, not true. They're two separate fellas, but they're mates and they collaborate a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess like, you know, like I suppose you'd say Dr. Dre and Eminem weren't actually an official double act, but they worked with each other all the time for a period, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so you got to have faith in Sir John Cosmos, Sir John Universe. In this case, Public Health England, you know? Just sort of think, fuck it. Just have we'll faith. do what they say, and it, and it should all turn out for the best. And and do we do we even have faith in the brain parasite as well? Is that part of it? <sighs> well, who knows if we've got? I mean, if I had that, if that parasite is in me, then it would explain a lot of the daft decisions. I mean, for a start, <laughs> it would explain that knife sharpener that I bought off of fucking Instagram, wouldn't it? <laughs> Are you having second thoughts about that now? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not, but. I- <laughs> my mother-in-law was around yesterday and I'd been bragging to her about it because it's the sort of thing, like, my wife's just not interested. But, like, my mother-in-law, I, I knew it'd be the sort of thing that interested her. So I said, quick, quick, come over here, look at the knife sharpener. So she's gone, oh, yeah. So I've got one of my best knives, given it a right good sharpen yeah. in the sharpener, and then I grabbed a, like, half a loaf of sort of wholemeal bread um, <laughs> out of the bread bin. <laughs> and I sort of chucked the knife at it. <laughs> Chucked it at it? Like a yeah, knife throw? Yeah, because I wanted to like, I wanted to make a big show of how yeah, of good course. it was, right? Understandable. But it didn't really, it sort of stuck in yeah. uh, to the bread. I thought it was going to go straight through it like it was through butter. Mm. But it kind of got stuck into a bit, it went about a quarter of the loaf deep. Right. And then it sort of flopped over a bit. So... Wasn't great, but yeah. I still, I stand by it. But you know, the, the whole Instagram purchasing thing mm. has, you know, could be explained now. Now that we know about this parasite, perhaps that's something I should look into. It might be that. I mean, it's not exactly mm. riskier, is it? Buying a knife, it's a bit risky, mate. or some AirPods. But what? Well, hang just, on, just, just buying more... shit that you've seen pop up. that no brand attached, no guarantees. Mm. Uh, not even going on Trustpilot or anything else to see if this is a fucking rip-off or not. 
I'm just seeing it and buying it. See it, buy it. See yeah. it, buy it. See it, buy it. Nice sharpener. Bought. Chinese earpods. Bought. It's Innovative not, new phone charger. Bought. It's, it's, it's not, but it's not, not checking a, an this absence shit out. of risk, is as it? it's happens, an absence of common sense. I think they've all turned out to be decent purchases. Well, but that's so just far. luck. Yeah. So far, if I carry on doing it, Sooner or later, I'm going to waste some money. No, I mean, and they're all working so far. I mean, you know, like three weeks in, they might just pack up. Yeah. And you say there's yeah. no guarantees or anything like that? Don't, not as far as I know. Well, it, it, I haven't it's, really it's, looked into it. They were all instinctive. They were gut, they were gut, gut, gut instinct purchases. Yeah. That's all I they think were, mate. You're going to get listeners to this podcast who do subscribe to the Iron Fire Society who are thinking that you've got, you've got sloppy and you've got cocky. Uh, because yeah. of the amount of money this is bringing in now, and you're just squandering <laughs> it, like I don't know, like a member of the Who or something like that. It's like Jackie Chan's um, lockup oh, that he had in Wembley, isn't it? Have we mentioned that before already. Uh, we must have done at some point. Feels like it feels almost like the ideal top flight time machine I content. Was, I thought that was a story that was we weren't supposed to spread. But nah, well, I don't care because, you know, coronavirus means that usual laws don't apply. Oh, okay. Um, you might as well just basically, elaborate on when, it. When Jackie Chan was filming The Foreigner, which, if you haven't seen it, still fucking seen it. hell, you have got to see this. I've got lots of spare time now. In, yeah, exactly. Now's the perfect time. You know what I was watching last night? Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. Were you? Yeah. You watched because that recently, I was like, didn't you? Nah. No? Nah. Nah, I, I thought, fuck it, it's time to watch The Wrath of Khan. I haven't seen it since I was seven. I spent an hour... I spent an <laughs> Time hour, for a catch-up. I spent an hour and a half uh, this morning watching a documentary about the 1986 Tour de France, because I could. Yeah, you know that's I mean? it. I mean, you know, there's at. so much content. There's so much content to be caught up on. Me and Len just played a full um, international football tournament in the garden. Right, quarterfinals, <laughs> semifinals, and final. Right, because why not? We're not really doing. We're not going. To, football's off. Cinema doesn't feel like the most sensible thing to do at the moment, not does really. it? No. So we're just kind of hanging around. Jalapeno. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. I want to go through a load of classic World Cup matches on YouTube. Like, I was thinking of watching the 1982, no, really classic semi-final between Italy and Brazil in the 1982 World Cup. Yeah. I'm thinking of watching that a bit if, later. I'll just jump in there. If you've got Amazon Prime, 
Mm. Uh, apparently, all of the official World Cup films have appeared on there recently. Oh, my God. So you can fill your boots with that as well. I had this film when I was a kid that someone got me for Christmas, right? And it was called The History of the World Cup. Mm. And it probably is the, the single sort of VHS tape or, or single piece of content that had the biggest effect on me at that age, right? Because I had this video and I was already into football, but I was still in that stage where you've got into football, you're following your own team, mm. you know a bit about that, but you're not yet fully you're not yet fully abreast of all of the history of football. You know, the great players of the past and the big moments and anything that's happened before. Yeah. You basically, at that age, I was probably about 10 or something, I knew about football then and there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I got this video for Christmas and I stuck it on and it was the most be- and it was it was a it was sort of made from all the official World Cup videos which are brilliant because they're all shot on film weren't they so they they mm. look rich and cinematic they're beautifully made they are football like you haven't seen it before like there's all sorts of different lenses and I don't know it's fantastic it's really, voiceovers it, as well one of them's even brilliant got a plot. voiceover the 1971's got a plot I think hasn't it about a kid trying to get to the final right, right. Well, something like that this one has this amazing kind of deep sort of quite BBC um, uh, voiceover and it tells the whole story in this interesting way it goes back and forth in the narrative so Mm. it kind of goes from it just focuses on 1966 through to 1986 right but it's like a deep dive into each tournament and occasionally they play with the narrative so it opens with Maradona scoring that goal against England in 86 right the the wonder goal and then it freeze frames on him and the voice I mean I, I remember it so well because I watched this video I mean I must have watched it a hundred times right I watched it there was a period where I just watched it every day when I got in from school the whole thing <laughs> and I remember the video freezes of Maradona celebrating he does this amazing celebration where he, he scores the goal and then he kind of carries on running and so, somehow stays upright even when he's about to tumble over yeah and and the commentator says, and that's why Diego Maradona is the greatest football player in the world. Like that, right? <laughs> and it freeze frames. And the voiceover then comes in and says something like, the World Cup is capable of conjuring the most exciting and emotive, emotional moments um, that it's capable in human civilization, <laughs> right? Or something, something really beautiful and poetic and completely over the top yeah right and then this music comes in and then it kind of dissolves back to 1966 Mm. and like it'll show the brazil squad all getting off the coach outside wembley in their suits and you're just like (laughs) it was the most spellbinding piece of filmmaking i had ever seen and have ever seen i've never seen anything like it since and I had it on VHS and I kept it for years. I mean, even when I was off at university, I still, I kept it and took it with me everywhere, you know, whenever I moved so much to you, flat. It yeah. meant so much to me. And then there was, I think there was a time where I moved out of a house at university and I left all of my VHS tapes that I had. I had a load of ones that I really treasured. Like I had this 80s pop one called Smash Hits of the 80s. Oh, I remember you telling us about that, yeah. And I had... Um, I had all of the, I had the Star Wars trilogy, the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS, various others, and it was really heartbreaking. But that was the one that really broke my heart. Years later, 
probably about five, six years ago, I looked it up on Amazon and they had it on DVD. Oh. So I got it and I watched it again and I remembered every line of it. I watched it one night with my mate and I remembered like, it was one of those annoying things where I could say the line of the voiceover before it happened because mm. it was so embedded inside of me. So anyway, recently I thought, I'll show this to Len because it, he might hopefully have the same reaction as me and he is getting more and more interested in the things that happened in the past. Yeah. Tell me about the old times, father. <laughs> Sit down, son, and I shall. I shall tell you about Mickey Quinn. My experience <laughs> and, is that uh, rarely works. Nah, yeah. So anyway, I can't find it and I don't know what's happened to it and I'm really sad. I, I, it might be up the storage. That's the, probably the best explanation. But once something is up the storage... It's basically as good as lost. Well, get another I mean, one. Is it's, it's still on no, Amazon? I can't. That was the end of the story. Is I thought, fuck it, I'll buy another one, and I can't find it anywhere on Amazon. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, there will definitely be someone. You know, this might, this can't have been an obscure VHS. It was the fucking history of the World Cup. Is it? If is anyone it, does, was was it narrated by Dennis Waterman? No, that no, that was one. another one, right? And that was. That was one that my mate had, right? And it was really similar, but it wasn't the same one. Are you on Amazon now? I'm on eBay. On eBay, all right. eBay's wilder than Amazon. I think you've got more chance of eBay. Yeah, it is, okay. More random. Right. The history... I mean, this could be the... the, um... It wasn't a box set, was it, of three tips? No, it was one type. History of the World Cup. Anyway. um, Where were we? Oh, yeah, Jackie Chan. He was making. He <laughs> yeah, was, Jackie Chan. He was making the foreigner, yeah. right? And it was absolutely uh, brilliant. Uh, it's a great film. You should see it. the The summary of it is that he he is a Chinese restaurant owner. There's a new IRA called something like the Authentic IRA. They set off a bomb in London, and an innocent victim is the restaurant owner's. I think wife or son, I can't remember, mm. daughter maybe. And so Jackie Chan's fucking livid, as you would be if the if a, a brand new IRA had blown up your one of your loved ones. Yeah. And so he basically travels to Belfast and fights the whole IRA. Get in. All of them. That is that's the, that is the film. It's Jackie Chan goes to Ireland and takes on the whole IRA but unarmed. He just hell. uses his kung fu. I'm just looking but at it on Netflix. If that's, and he, he, if that's, he's described on it as a sullen restaurateur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not enough, right, just as the actual, here's the kicker. In it, Piers Brosnan plays Jerry Adams. Whoa! He's not called Jerry Adams. They give him a different name, yeah. but he looks so much like, he looks, talks, acts, everything like Jerry Adams. He's got the beard, the lot, and it's fucking sensational. Anyway, watch the film. But someone we know worked on it, and they told me and Andy, it was when we were doing the news thing, wasn't it? I yeah. think someone told us in the writer's room that Jackie Chan, while he was here in the UK filming The Foreigner, he would while away the time in his hotel room when he wasn't filming uh, by watching the shopping channels, and he became fucking fixated with QVC and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> And he, when he worked out that all you need to do is pick up the phone and purchase shit over the phone with your credit card, 
he started buying loads of weird shit like mops, coat hangers, <laughs> gizmos, gadgets, the sort of shit you get, foot spas, all this sort of things, rowing machines, um, ball workers. That, that's a classic, isn't it? The old ball worker, right? No he sharpness. Just, just, yeah, non-stop. He went full Delaney. <laughs> a stainless steel teapot set. Or has Delaney he gone fucking... full Chan? That's the question. Yeah. He basically bought loads and loads of shit and it kept getting delivered to the hotel. So in the end, his personal assistant got him a lock-up <laughs> in Wembley, which was sort of not far from, I guess, Pinewood, where they were filming, <laughs> right? And got him, like, storage, like big yellow storage or something, a unit, and just chucked yeah. it all in there. Yeah. At the end of the shoot, which went on for a couple of months, he was leaving, and his personal assistant said, you've got all this stuff. What do you want to do with it? Well, I put it in a storage unit, and he went, ah, oh, I can't be bothered taking that home. I don't know where he lives, Fuck LA it. or something. <laughs> so <laughs> he just chucked the key to some, like, kid who was working on the set, like, there, there you go. Go and fucking have a look. Yeah, you can have it. If you can be, if you can be asked, it's yours. <laughs> Your fucking boots, son. Yeah, there's fucking <laughs> plenty in there. So Jackie Chan has a storage unit in Wembley Jackie full Chan's of shit he bought up. off QVC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's... Hi, hi, I'm Jackie Chan, and welcome to Storage Hunters. This week we're going to have a right good look for my storage unit. See if there's anything in there that's worth a few bucks. It's all really good, <laughs> lovely new stuff as well. <laughs> no shit. Some of it, most of it, completely untouched. <laughs> maybe, maybe Look at this. Maybe there's a shop. What's this? It's a, it's a fucking treadmill. <laughs> Perhaps there's a shopping parasite then. And it's in your brain and it's in Jackie Chan's brain. That could be fucking what it hell, is. mate. Shopping I have had parasite. shopping issues in the past. I mean, fucking you hell. know, I think I think that I, if anyone's fucking got it, it's me and Jackie Chan. Yeah, I think we've worked something out there. Yeah, we've come to some yeah. kind of conclusion, which is good. Look, we're gonna. I tell you what, we'll wrap this one up because what we're going to try and do, we're going to try and knock out an episode seven days a week while everyone's in social isolation and all this. Yeah, to try and just yeah. tell you, you know, tell your mates, tell your mates, and and every day we probably will give a bit of content recommendation as well. Yeah, something. You can do. Just I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at old books and shit on my shelf, thinking, I wonder if I'll have time to start just rereading books that I, you know, read 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, busy. you. I thought about you actually because I thought all you've ever wanted is to retire early and read all, and, and read all and those books sex. that you've got yeah. and haven't had time to read. Yeah. And I was thinking, maybe the time's now. Maybe it is. Or maybe I was thinking Andy's could get loads of fucking books read during this period. Maybe we'll just end up knocking out podcasts three times a day and I'll look at a fucking stop at all, but who knows? One other thing, yeah. one other piece of content recommendation, which you, you might have seen retweeted on Twitter, uh, it was an episode of Doctors, which is on BBC One every afternoon. And there was an episode on apparently this week, it'll be on iPlayer, uh, in which someone was suffering from some kind of condition. Again, might have been a parasite in the brain, but it mm. made everyone they saw look like and sound like Joe Pasquale. <laughs> and Pasquale is in it, playing all these other people. I haven't watched it yet, but fuck no me, it's on the list. Why? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Hey, um, well, I'm going to watch that. I thought you were going to say it made everyone look like you know, Kathleen Turner, but Kathleen oh. Turner when she was in, like, War of the Roses or whatever, right? Or the man with two like brains. When, or, like, when she was the basis of Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Right? Um, 
Because that would actually be a good film, wouldn't it? If you just... If you had a bump on the head and everyone seemed like the sexiest, depending on what your you know, sexuality is mm. or what your tastes are, looked like the ultimate. So are if you it tapping was you, things again? Yeah, sorry, Matt, doing a bit of tapping. If it was you, you would look... You would see... Um, everyone would be Sarah Green. Oh, Susanna Hoffs, I reckon. You know, I told you about when I was... I did a I did a bit of work with old Bricksmith Smart off of The Fall. And she is right. Susanna Hoff's best friend. And she told Ooh. me, dead casual once, she went, oh, yeah. I can't remember, I was talking about Prince. It was years ago before Prince died. And she went, oh, God, Prince is a nightmare. And I said, oh, do you know him? She went, no, but he really kind of stalked my best friend mm. for a number of years. And... It was kind of a pain in the ass. And I said, really? Who's that? He goes, uh, she goes, oh, my best friend, Susanna. And I go, what's she doing? And how's he know? She, she's in a band. And I, you're not talking about Susanna Hobbs. And she went, yeah, yeah. You know what? I said, well, I don't know her, but I know the bangles. And uh, she just went, she, she told me a story. I mean, it might be in the public domain, but she said, yeah, he wouldn't let up. He came to see them and he was obsessed with her, as of course you would be. Of course you would, but, yeah. Prince is Prince, so you know, if me and you saw Suzanne Arles, we'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> right? Ah. Whereas Prince is just like, I'm gonna make love to that woman all night long, and all day, and right through uh, till 11 30 a.m. I'm gonna freak her like a horny pony, <laughs> right? It's always on about horny ponies because he Prince, wrote, he wrote Manic Monday, didn't he? For them, well, this is the story. So he keeps going up to her at gigs and he's non stop. And she had a boyfriend and was like, Susanna Hoffs is probably propositioned so much mm. that he's like, she's not easily impressed, right? But Prince would not stop. And uh, he couldn't find an angle. He couldn't find a fucking angle, she right? Prince Foxed. They, they, they were doing well, but they were yet to really, you know, hit sort of top 10 success. And uh, he turned up at a fucking gig. And he went, hey, Susanna. And she was a bit like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, it's Prince again. Like, not, not fucking Prince again, this cunt. Little cunt. Why don't he fucking take a hint? And he goes, I got something for you. And she's expecting a fucking, you know, either an erection or a bunch of flowers. <laughs> or maybe or both. an erection within a bunch of flowers. Within a bunch of That old trick, <laughs> right? <laughs> the oldest trick in the book, that one, Prince. popcorn bucket in the cinema. <laughs> to, to be to, to be honest, Prince, I expected better from you, right? <laughs> he handed her a bit of paper. She went, "What's this?" He goes, "There's your number one." <laughs> and she's read it. And she's like, "What's this?" Six o'clock all, already. <laughs> I was just in the middle of a dream. This sounds like bollocks. <laughs> I was kissing Valentino by a crystal blue Italian stream. <laughs> what the fuck is what this? this about? <laughs> uh, you drugs, lad? Nonsense. <laughs> Your tablets. <laughs> and then he just disappeared in a puff of purple smoke, which was his uh, and the rest is MO, history. of course. Yeah. Brilliant. So there you go. Mm. All right, then. Well, let's call it a day, because we'll try and do another one yeah. tomorrow. On a Sunday, yeah, our very first ever Sunday release. First Sunday show. We'll call it Sunday roast. Yeah, my, uh, we've cancelled Sunday lunch at my mum's, which is a big tradition, wow. but... There was a, a summit mm. uh, on. Uh, there was a WhatsApp, WhatsApp summit course, between yeah. myself and my brothers, and um, it was suggested that we didn't go round there in case we infected her. Mm. So, <laughs> so we're 
So I got fuck all on. So I'll happily do a podcast. All right, we'll sit and talk yeah. shit for half an hour. Nice one. Yeah, good uh, stuff. Thanks for listening, everyone. Like we said, back tomorrow. Take the FN. See you, dickheads.